0: This is Wandering Wanders, two ordinary guys
1: wondering about extraordinary things. How would they, but what about recording? How would you record them?
0: Well, we have a microphone under their chair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the audio would be incredible. <laughs> So high quality.
0: <laughs> they'd have no idea we're recording them, and we just ask them deep questions. Like, why are you
1: talking to me like that?
0: <laughs> why yeah. are you talking to the bottom of my chair? Why do you we only have one mic. Like why you have Sorry. a radio voice or <laughs> And I just wanted to ask you a <laughs> quick question. Why? Eli, what are you doing? Oh, I'm happened? just talking in my completely normal <laughs> voice.
1: Oh, gosh. It'd be, it'd be terrible. It we'd call it terrible.
0: Surprise Cast.
1: Mm.
0: we would be like the... the
1: people that brought checks to people's doors, but it was <laughs> <Those> audio. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and you got no money out of it. Yeah. Actually, it's, it wouldn't be at
0: all. Like but what we, could, what we could do is get them to, to tell us their deepest, darkest secrets and then put those online for everyone to hear.
1: So Blackmail.
0: No, no, because then we wouldn't hold it against them. We'd just put them online. It's only blackmail (laughs) if you're using it to get something.
1: Only only if you're trying to get something out of it. We're just defaming. We're just exposing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's that's really all.
0: We just think that the truth is important. It's disgusting. So truthers. Truthers. (laughs) Truthers. Surprise cast. That's what it would be called.
1: We'll we'll see we'll see where it gets you. We'll see where it gets you. I'll let I'll let you do that
0: project. Oh man, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And we're back folks. Welcome Here we back. are. Truthers Surprise Cast. Joseph has no idea. He's on the podcast. I'm Joseph. And I'm Eli. Yep. And this is Wondering Wanders. Oh yeah.
1: Hey the name.
0: Yep, there it is. It's confusing. We know. But to us it makes perfect sense every time,
1: and therefore, <laughs> it that's it all remains. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it is not wondering wanderers.
1: Yep.
0: yep, 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 Oh gosh, or wondering wonders. It's a surprisingly common wondering language. wonders. Wondering wonders. I'm like, It's wonder. Th- that's the same word. But anyways, yeah, I'm not salty. <laughs> it I mean, is. No. It wondering is fair.
1: Wonders at least makes some. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. It's actually really the same exact concept.
1: Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, <laughs> which is kind of weird that wondering, like, you can use wondering as though you're, like, going for a walk. Wait, no. Nope, that's no, that's wandering you isn't. Yeah. No, Wait. Can it's you? not the
0: same consonant. I thought it was. Wondering wonders? Wondering wonders. No, you can't. That's not. Yeah,
1: you can't. You can't.
0: Wandering, wandering wanders. No, those are different things. That made sense in my head a second ago. <laughs>
1: We should probably just delete this whole thing. <laughs> no, this is good. <laughs> this is good. All
0: right, let's start with the question or the prayer. I always forget. Do we start it's with the, the question first? It's a question. The the, okay, the this question is episode first. Episode twenty
1: nine, for the record. Oh, should, tw- episode uh, twenty nine. Know that by now.
0: Uh, okay, good. That's a lot of episodes. It is. Okay, question. If you were in the Avatar: of The Last Airbender world. Ooh. Which out of the four elements would you choose to be a bender of? You obviously cannot pick the avatar, all four, oh, but earth, man. water, air, or fire to have control over.
1: I think water.
0: That is the most lame answer I think you ever could have said. Why water?
1: Wait, what are you going to say? Earth? I would say, you would yeah, say earth, earth
0: yeah. or air. You can fly with air, but you can do all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, earth. but
1: you can pull water out of everything.
0: I, I don't, what do you do with it then? Everything blah, 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 blah. you can blah, 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 blah. moisturize your <laughs> you hands.
1: Can, I would have the most moisturized <laughs> hands ever. Never, never need I to. Know.
0: Like, have you seen the show? Waterbenders are always the most lame.
1: You're right, earthbenders are the coolest. Yes, earthbenders are the coolest.
0: Airbending's awesome. Oh. You can fly,
1: yeah, but the, the water. Oh,
0: I don't know, man. What, wait, what attracts you to the water? The fact that it, there's all, it's all over,
1: yeah, I guess like. There's a lot of earth and air all over too. There is a lot of earth and air all over. But like theoretically, given give the way Avatar The Last airbender works, yeah. I don't know why you can't fly as a waterbender.
0: You probably just water jets like tsh.
1: Well like if you can pull water from the air, like why couldn't you just pull you yourself through it? the air? Like, okay, I see water. what you're
0: saying. You're right. You and can why pretty can't much fly you fly like, with any of the bendings?
1: Yeah, not earth you yeah, have to uh,
0: launch yourself. No, you can pick something up and just move it while you're on it.
1: Can you? Actually I don't think I you don't can. I don't think there's ever a plan well, then on what the show.
0: What makes you think you
1: can do that with water? Because they they throw in blood bending. And at one point Yeah, but point, you can do it to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at one point you're like, Oh wait, blood bending? Well what else can you bend? And so then it's like, Well, why can't you just bend the water out of the air? I think they do that at one point. I actually. think they do. and um, so then it's like, well, why can't you fly? Because you can't do
0: things to yourself, I'm pretty sure. Firebenders yeah, but she, they get like
1: water arms and stuff and like
0: That's true, but they have to move with you. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I think waterbending's cool. I just love water. I don't know. I, I think like
0: water too, but as far earth as bending, bending
1: would be super cool, but I don't know of many uses for it. Are you so. kidding me?
0: You could well, do like how often anything? are you gonna
1: make like earth caves?
0: Every day, Every you can move random chunks. <laughs> I wanted to make a window. I could just smash through this wall right now. Take a quick look, and then just put it all back.
1: You know, that's that's fair.
0: That's <laughs> fair. I wanted to get up to whoever's I hate room that I is have to choose. You.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will say, my answer would definitely not be firebending,
0: though. Yeah, firebending is only good for combat, and even in that, earthbending's yeah. better. So,
1: airbending was cool for the like the flying part. Everything's and the, super and cool. the movement. But, man, I, I don't like this question. <laughs> Actually, I really like you this question. You just I just don't have an answer.
0: Yeah, that's all right. And I and would go like either earth or air. I hit the lamp. Still standing. We're good. My lamp. All righty. Well, since we got out of the way that you picked water and that was lame.
1: <laughs> and you picked air.
0: Which is cool. We'll start with a
1: prayer. You picked air?
0: <laughs> well, I would, I would be very fine with air. I'd go earth or air, but I'd probably... Probably go earth.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyways, let's start with a prayer. This could <laughs> be a I'll whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray. God, we thank you for the protection of the holy angels that you've given to us, especially the archangels. We ask for their intercession, and the intercession of our, Mary, our Mother Mary, Queen of Angels, we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary Mother, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, and now and, and at the hour of Lord our death. Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Happy Feast of the Archangels. Pray I like that us. one. Yep. Pray for us. So, so, right off the bat, first question. When you were a kid, did you
1: play with sticks? Did I play with sticks? Absolutely, yep. yes, I did. Good. What What did you do with sticks? I tried to make bows and arrows.
0: Oh, so you made things out of the sticks? Yeah. What else? You would enhanced you do the sticks? I pretended the sticks were many, many things.
1: Oh well. So I remember there was a time where, like, after the Lord of the Rings, like, staffs were really cool, yeah. and so we were like always trying to find the perfect staff stick.
0: Oh yeah. Uh,
1: and then I was really big into like knights and castles and all that when i was a kid so like we used to check books out of the library that were like the picture books that had all the different kinds of like here's how a castle worked and yeah here's yeah. the everyone's jobs and uh i just loved archers and so, ah yeah uh we had some bamboo nearby and I I remember trying to make a bow, and I think I made one at one point that just it was terribly it was awful it was an awful bow, but I tried awesome.
0: so it was that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, gosh, yeah, that's good. I, yeah, I feel like a stick. I, I had endless fun as a child with with sticks. Mm. Often they were swords, but they could really be any sort of weapon or <clears throat> anything you needed with just a stick. Food,
1: sustenance. <laughs> Water, hot chocolate, stirring <laughs> stick. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> um, but yeah, sticks. I mean, it's just, it falls out of a tree. It grows, and then it falls down. And like a okay, kid, you're like, "Yeah, this is so much fun," and it's awesome. Now, another question: mm-hmm. Did you have toy like guns or swords and stuff?
1: Toy guns, no. Really? Okay. And toy swords. Also, no. We had, we had them one time for a Halloween costume, but I don't know what happened to the swords. My dad made these like really awesome like samurai swords. Oh, nice. No idea where they went. So. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah.
0: Wow, okay. Well, that surprises me. You mean me. like bot? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah bot. Yeah, no,
0: no. Uh, okay, well, good.
1: That's, uh... <laughs> I'm guessing y'all did.
0: Uh, we did. Yeah. We did, and they were awesome. But I was pondering this. When I often think of childhood, I think of playing with sticks. And I had an incredible time playing with sticks. Mm -hmm. But I also had a ton of incredible times playing with, like, fake guns and stuff. I remember, this is slightly embarrassing to me (laughs) and my family members, but I'm going to say it. Not all my family members, but me. I guess I won't name them just for their (laughs) uh, lack of embarrassment. But me and two of my male relatives, who are only very slightly younger than me. Um oh,
1: wait a not name them. We were <laughs> but, <laughs> but fair, you didn't you don't,
0: you don't know who they are because they weren't necessarily my siblings. But so we were up in this haymow and
1: I'm sorry, what?
0: A haymow. A hay loft, you may call yeah, it.
1: Yeah, I know a, are they the same thing? Yeah. A haymow?
0: I've never thought about the fact that that word doesn't exist otherwise until right now. What the heck is a mow? But yes, a haymow
1: well, we use lofts. So.
0: <laughs> we also you know, use like that, like a loft. <laughs> we also use that, but we more often use haymow. Hey go to the haymow. Hey All right, I've I couldn't tell you how to spell it.
1: Something
0: new. Hayman, go Weird. Oh, yeah. that's a wow. It's never struck me as strange. Anyways, I was up in this haymow, hey and else. <laughs> and I had this like plastic gun. And I was looking out the window of the hay and I was picking off at bad guys like in my imagination. It was a plastic gun that could do nothing but look like a gun. And I, and I turned to the two relatives I was with and I said, you know, I go to college next week. And I, and I am up in a hay pretending to shoot bad guys. And this is awesome. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, so I had a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of fun just playing imagination games. Yes. Anyways, the, you not having guns kind of throws a wrench into the way I was going to talk about this. But nice. So I was going
1: to. <laughs> I love <laughs> to throw wrenches. So that's, that's, <laughs> so that's what I'm here for.
0: But, anyway, so I was, what I was going to. Tonight, we're talking about simplicity. Uh-huh. And so, I, we like we said, we can have endless fun with sticks. Yes. Now, were the toy guns better? Yes, in a sense. I would say I I think I did have... It was easier to imagine you were shooting bad guys if you had the toy gun. Mm -hmm. But was it worth making sticks less good to have the toy guns? Now... Because sticks, why, once we why got the toy the guns, sticks less good? The, tic, the sticks could no longer act effect, as effectively as guns. Because now we had fake guns. Hmm. And now that I'm an adult and I shoot real guns sometimes, fake guns are not as cool. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We're talking about simplicity. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I thought this was going to be a great really transition. Confused by
0: <laughs> I thought this was going to be a great transition, but yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about simplicity and okay. simplicity of life. Yeah. Now, why would you say priests, diocesan priests, make a promise of simplicity? Why is that one of the was it three promises we make? And for anybody who doesn't know, we make a promise of poverty. No, so we don't. Oh, sorry. We make a promise of simplicity, uh, a promise of celibacy, a promise of obedience. And does that include to pray the office, or is that another one? Anyways, we also have to pray the office. But So, yeah. Poverty, simplicity, obedience. Nope. Sorry, simplicity. <laughs> Dang it! I've
1: thrown simplicity. you off <laughs> after yeah. the after the stick. I,
0: I really wanted to talk about sticks and guns, but whatever. Well,
1: will talk about it. Like what? I did. I did. Okay. I,
0: we'll come back to it. We'll All come right. Back to it. All right. Uh, but anyways, why do you think that that's something that the church has said? You know what? We should make every priest promise simplicity.
1: Well, my my gut actually is well. What's the opposite of simplicity? Like, why don't we promise the opposite of whatever this? that is. Why don't we promise complexity? Complexity? <laughs> we, we promise complexity of life. <laughs> simplicity. Um, uh, yeah, I think simplicity is a is a virtue portrayed by Christ in the Gospels. Hmm. And yeah, if, if the priest is supposed to be an alter Christus, another Christ, then he should be living in a way that reflects that to the people that see him. Yeah. Okay, I, so I think simplicity does that.
0: So, and how did Christ live simplicity? Simplistically, I guess?
1: Well, I think simplicity is different than poverty, because Christ lives poverty. Yeah. Um I think simplicity has to do with detachment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm big on the ums tonight.
0: Um.
1: Yeah, so... I, yeah, I think I think simplicity has to do with detachment. So Christ was detached from sort of worldly goods, worldly possessions. He led a life that wasn't sort of possessed or attached to really anything. Um, and so it, you know, his his life is sort of hallmarked by uh, being able to pick up and leave to do the Father's will, wherever that called. And I think simplicity is the means through which he was able to do that.
0: Okay, okay. So it was a detachment from things, but, but an attachment to God.
1: Yes. Because,
0: yeah, yeah an, attach- an attachment to the will of God. Yep. Okay, so then you said the priest is supposed to be the alter Christus, and we're supposed to live it out. So why then am I going to live in a rectory and have stuff? And yet I've promised simplicity.
1: So is simplicity poverty for you?
0: Well, I don't think necessarily, but so...
1: Because it sounds like that's where you're leading me.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but how... So how should then the priest live out simplicity?
1: Well, I think, like like I said, being detached, detached from, from his worldly people? positions, possessions and being able to respond to the Holy Spirit and kind of the the fullness that that requires. So yeah, I think a simple life would be one where he doesn't have to, I don't know, go through, well, I have X, Y, Z to do or A, B, C in terms of like attachments or needs or, you know, I have to take care of this, that, and the other before I can get to the person who needs me right now. Hmm. Um, so I think simplicity of life leads to a ministry that's more immediate than, than otherwise.
0: Okay, so, you, so you're not talking, and I think this is good, you're not talking about simplicity just in a monetary way, which is where I think it's often confused with.
1: No, because that would be poverty.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I agree. I think, it, yeah. I think it is
1: often considered as, as a monetary thing. But if we look at monks who make a vow of poverty, why do they ma- make a vow of poverty as opposed to simplicity? There has to be a difference between the two things. I don't, I don't think simplicity is unrelated to money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think poverty is, is a very different promise than simplicity is so hmm, hmm. what do you think about that
0: i like that i like that a lot because i will say i think i often uh i often think of simplicity as far as the promise we make as priests more as less aggressive poverty you know, yeah and okay I, th- I think that's the way a lot of people see it hmm. but i really like the way you're seeing it as pretty much it's not really about what stuff you have at all. It's it's relational.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's unrelated though, because so I, I think it's relational, like primarily, but yeah,
0: as in like you how you're related to your things.
1: Yeah, but so like you know in the Gospels you have the rich young man who's essentially living a holy life, and he says what what else must I do? And hmm. Jesus says go sell all you have and live the gospel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just afterwards, he's like, and that's, he's explaining to the apostles, yeah, or the disciples, yeah. and that will be hard for him because he has many things. Yeah. You know? So I think simplicity of life is related to the things that you own in terms of the more things you own, the the higher likelihood, the higher probability that you're going to be attached to those things. So the nicer things you own, the more things, like, I think it's easier to develop attachments to them. Yeah. So I don't think they're unrelated, but I also don't think simplicity of life is rooted in just things. Just money. I, Yeah, I think it's money. So more.
0: should we have a complete detachment from our things, though? What do you mean? Like, total utter detachment. These things mean nothing to me, because... Like, is that the goal? Is that what we're shooting for in simplicity?
1: So why don't we talk about detachment then?
0: Oh, oh okay. What does
1: detachment mean to you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think that as far as simplicity goes, yeah. um, it's just kind of skirting around the question, but I'm not trying to. I, like I said earlier, I think that we have to think of it actually more in the positive sense than in the negative sense, even okay. though that's not how it's usually looked at. That's the same with like celibacy, we can't just look at oh you're not married We' we'll get the positive sense of like you are committed to this intimate relationship with Christ, yeah, and I think that simplicity in in the same way lived out well is my greatest attachment is to god i I'm attached to I God yeah, and the absolutely. will of God before yeah. all else, so detachment is really more about prioritizing. One attachment over okay. all other yeah. attachments.
1: So, yeah, I think ultimately attachment and detachment is like, is really identity language. So, you're talking about possessions, hmm. right? Should I ultimately just be detached from everything I own as though they don't mean anything? Yeah. Well, I think to some degree you can say yes, like you should be. And in another way, you should say no. Yeah. Because like if we're going to be good stewards of money, yeah, then like we should like we should be discerning with the things that we spend our money on. We yeah. should buy things that are of good quality and made by people that like have put effort and artists, artisanship into it, you know, like you yeah. should do that, but on the other hand, like. It's, you know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Like yeah. that's that's the phrase of detachment to me is that, well, you know, when I buy something or if I find myself sort of like desirous of something, there's kind of a litmus, te- litmus test for me of if this thing suddenly broke or someone stole it from me or someone just like, if it was suddenly not a part of my life anymore, would I find myself shaken by mm. that reality? Yeah. And if I can like honestly reflect on that and say, yes, I am shaken by that, then there's there's an attachment there and mm-hmm. I should work on detaching from it because I think that's unhealthy personally. But
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that, uh, I agree with pretty much everything you said. I think that, it's not bad to have attachments to things. Yeah. Like I said, as long as they're prioritized. If yeah. You, like, yeah, you yeah. can say, like, for example, the reason that I thought this, that made me think of this topic, it was uh, thinking about buying stuff for waterfowl hunting. Yeah. And it's like, you know, man, like, I love waterfowl hunting. I love duck hunting, uh, but it can get really expensive really fast. Yep. And so I was going back and forth between like, okay, well, you know, I'm trying to live a a simple life. So, you know, maybe I I probably shouldn't buy these things. But at the same time, duck hunting really gives me life in a lot of ways. You know, like it's a good hobby that Mm -hmm. I have. It is good leisure as well. I'm out there for nothing but to duck hunt, you know. And so it was like, well, this is a good thing. So does that mean I... spend all my money on it, you know, like what Hmm. so that balance that like that's the line that I find myself having to walk all the time of like not this thing is bad and unnecessary. Yeah. Usually those things I can say, all right, that's bad and unnecessary. I don't need it. Unless it's a cookie, then I'll probably buy it. <laughs> but uh, all about the but as far as like more expensive things, I'm like, okay, yeah, just definitely don't need it. But things that I'm like, man, I really love this. Like th- this is a hobby that gives me life. Where's the line of like too mm. much? Oh, not simple, not living simplicity.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's when it becomes consuming, right? Like when it's all of my money goes here, at the exclusion of. Things that I should be buying, or things that I should be saving for. Yeah. Um, or, uh, I guess, like I said before, I, you know, if someone came into my life and like needed the things that I was buying, if I couldn't like give them away or allow mm. them to be used, you know, um, if I had to like, you know, if my house burned down and I was like. I need to take these things with me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think simplicity is attached to possessions, but not, I don't, I don't, I don't think it looks necessarily like poverty and I'm up to be challenged by that because I, I I don't,
0: well, I think it can, I think poverty really kind of is a, a form of simplicity, but I don't think that simplicity is necessarily poverty. Um,
1: yeah, because i th- I think. I think that there are good examples of very um, blessed, like financially blessed Catholic families who live simple lifestyles, yep. despite the fact that they are, you know, by worldly standards, very rich. Yep. Um And so, yeah, I mean, I think simplicity is a virtue that, that can be and, and really probably should be lived out by by every Christian um, yeah absolutely but we just have a, a particular promise to it so
0: yeah and I think one of the reasons that we do have that promise is as an example of the Christian life yeah. like you know we make a promise to say I'm going to live this well hopefully so that other people can see it and say how can this guy be so detached from things and so happy because I, in the end you know it's not going to make you as happy as that attachment to God, as giving everything to God. Like, for example, waterfowl hunting. I remember there I was one year, my, my I was in high school, and it was the best day of duck hunting to this day I've ever had. Mm. And every time we would get a duck, every time that duck hit the water, I remember thinking, all right, sweet, now next. Like, need more. And then another one would come, we'd get it, we'd be like, okay, next, need more. And at the end of the day it was like wow this is the best day of duck hunting i've ever had hmm. and it wasn't enough and i remember hmm. it was actually actually i was in college no i think about it and i remember thinking god couldn't you give me this <laughs> like please, <laughs> couldn't please. you let this be yeah. satisfying and like i kind of realized it was really grace from god realized like no because this wasn't about me yeah no yeah. this this was not this was detached from me and my will this was just you doing selfish things, yeah. and I don't think that means that duck hunting bad is bad. I think it was just I wasn't ordered rightly. It wasn't properly ordered in attachments.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I like I like that your emphasis is on the relationality and prioritizing. Um, yeah, so I think I think the life of a simplistic. Man or simplistic woman is one who ultimately, as you said, has its first priority in God and all of the rest of the priorities fall far short of it. Yeah. Like that it's not even a competition.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that's, that's where I think simplicity comes in. Because yeah. if, if everything else is ordered in that way, then possessions don't really... Like they mean something. Like your hobbies mean things. Yeah. Your home means things. Your art, your, you know, like whatever you is have good. Yeah. is good. But it's ultimately dust in the face of, you know, like what truly yeah. matters. Um, and I think that's a hard tension to hold. Yeah. And I think that's often why simplicity is, is associated with poverty. Yeah. Because simplicity tends to be lived out in a in a way that it's kind of impoverished of material things.
0: Well, I think poverty is an easy way to live simplicity. You know, like, not that poverty is necessarily easy, but like as far as opportunity for the virtue of simplicity, you're not going to find a, a clearer path to get there than poverty. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but I think that the, the danger with kind of, I don't know if I want to say aggressive, because I think we should be aggressive, but over-aggressive simplicity is, I forget what heresy it is, Um, but, uh, that all, everything physical is bad. Like Jesus could never have actually become man and had a real physical body because everything physical is bad. Spiritual is good. Physical is bad.
1: Yeah.
0: And like, that is not our faith at all as Catholics. We have physically, you know, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. The incarnation happened. And so, like, if that happened, if God created the world and said it was good, even though it fell, like, it's not completely ruined. Like, a part of simplicity is, it's not sh- just this, like, denying these as the highest good, but it is putting them in their proper place as a real good. Hmm. You know, and I think that's where the...
1: Yeah, like, how are we supposed to till and care for creation if, if we if aren't a part of creation? it's all
0: that... And... It's just
1: evil. If you terrible. don't have the garden at all. or Yeah, exactly. You
0: know. So I think that, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's obviously the extreme side of yeah. like, okay, all I care about is possessions. And I mean, so much. I, I was talking to a girl this summer and she was a younger girl. She was in her 20s and she was, I forget, I, I was talking about religion somehow. I forget exactly what led to it, but she said, oh, once... I make it big and I'm rich. Mm. I won't have any worries. And I, I said, Bolt. so your family isn't gonna die. <laughs> Probably not. That's thinking, what she said.
1: That's what I said. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> but I was, gonna, I was
0: like, like that's ridiculous. And and then she said, well, you know, like I can, I can, ha- take like antidepressants and anti anxiety wow. medication. And I was like. Like, do you really think it? And, like, that is an example of extreme attachment to money. Like, this will be good. This will fulfill me.
1: Yeah.
0: No. it's No. It is good, and it's never going to fulfill you completely. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, we have to order them to see this is getting me to God. This is what creation was ordered to get me to God. And where the resurrection is going to happen in creation. It's good. But then, yeah, the other extreme is, well, uh, everything is bad things are bad because i'm trying to get to heaven and i think part of that is we've lost the view of the resurrection of the body and we're just hoping hmm. for eternity and souls and he- or just mm-hmm. souls in heaven so that, that, that's not the case we're coming back we're gonna have physical bodies
1: yeah so yeah i can't get the thought out of my head about um one of one of the things that really stuck with me from focus was the difference between budget oriented vision oh yeah and uh, mission driven mission driven budget yeah. driven versus yeah. mission driven i was going to say goal driven mission driven's better yeah. um, that relationship with money it like totally changed my life yeah and, So, yeah, so basically the...
0: Explain. Say more.
1: Yeah, so basically focus is like model was all of the world's materiality, all of the world's wealth is ultimately God's wealth. Mm -hmm. And so God wants his mission to be completed on earth and he will provide the means through which that needs to happen. So... Provided we're like discerning and are responding to God's call. The question isn't whether or not the money will come. It's whether or not we're doing his will.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: I think that's the best way I can explain it. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. So I was very like budget driven beforehand. Uh, Like I wanted to know where the money was coming from and you don't like spend money that you don't have, you know, and like.
0: Which is, I mean, there's some wisdom that, to that. There,
1: there is a lot of wisdom to that. I'm not saying that that's yeah. that, you know, go spend money willy-nilly to do whatever. Yeah. But um, they were, they were challenging me, pushing me to say, all right, well, can I trust that if I discern well, and that that I that I actually want to do that, that the Lord will, you know, provide for his mission on Earth. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, basically if I make the ask that the Lord will provide. Yeah. Uh, and I think that mentality was a shift into a more simplistic life.
0: Yeah, money's been put in its place. It's been ordered. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, it is a that's good... That's a great way to say that. It is yeah. a good
0: that is ordered towards the salvation of souls and and eternal life with God somehow.
1: Yeah, so I I don't know why that keeps kind of like coming to the top of my mind in this conversation, but no, it, I think that but that's, does. I think so. that's
0: very true. I think, you, yeah, that's simplicity. And I think that, I mean, I think you can see when you really do ch- start living a, an ordered life as far as material possessions, it, for me, it becomes easier to let myself buy things actually. Hmm. Uh, but, Say more. Uh, well, so like I, when I'm acknowledging the, the good of things, but having them in the right order, hmm. I can look at something and I don't have to say, "Oh, I just want this." I don't know. like it happens less than I'm like, "Oh, I need," you know. I can I can say, "No, I really don't need that."
1: Yeah.
0: But but, but it happens that I can also say, "Yeah, this is good." I can buy this without feeling guilty and mm-hmm. thinking like, "Oh no, I can't do this. I have to live a, like poverty." You don't know, have to live simplicity as poverty, but like if it's well ordered. I can be like, yeah, okay. This is something. This is what money is for—to buy things. Uh, I'm not being ridiculous with it. I'm not spending exorbitant amounts of money, and I'm buying it something that uh, I I think will hopefully, in the long run, help me li- be myself better. Help me live a better Christian mm-hmm. life. Um, is it necessary? No. Is it like, I, I can't live without this? No. Is it bad, though, that I have it? No. So, and I think there's always, there's always a, there's hmm. a tension you have to uphold there. But like, when things are well-ordered in your life, that tension, things kind of fall into place better.
1: So what do you think the relationship between simplicity and sacrifice is?
0: Ooh. So like, does simplicity require sacrifice? Um, I think that, yes, (laughs) there is a relationship. I think that that is mostly due, though, or only due to the fall and the fact that we have a fallen nature and we try to find satisfaction in physical things. Like if we had never fallen, if we had perfectly ordered lives, simplicity would still be a thing. It would still be, I guess you could say, a virtue but it would require no sacrifice because we would desire nothing more than God.
1: Hmm.
0: And, um, but now that we, we live in a fallen world, it is painful and requires sacrifice to, to pull ourselves away from these things, to pull ourselves away from things that we have set up as something that will give us ultimate fulfillment. Whether or not we've said that like, subconsciously we have said, I will be satisfied with this. Hmm. I think a great example of this, not a physical thing, is marriage. Yeah. People say, this will be when everything is good. When I get married, I will be satisfied, I will be fulfilled, I will need nothing else. And it, I think there is a real sense of sacrifice to detach yourself from that and say, No. That's not going to ever be enough. This has to be ordered in a way to lead me to God. Yeah. Like, that's hard. That hurts a little bit. It seems like you're downplaying marriage and you're not. You're really putting it in in its proper order. You're actually raising it up a lot because it's supposed to get you to heaven, not to satisfy you here. But, um, yeah, what do you think about simplicity and sacrifice?
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, yes obviously i think there's a relationship because the like the christian life is centered around sacrifice right and and i think you're absolutely right to center it on fallen desire versus like our heavenly fulfillment um yeah because i think our natural desires are ordered towards materiality creation relationships can fulfill me yeah um then finding that they don't, and searching for something higher, which ultimately is is God. Yeah. Um, so there's like that process of discovery is one of dying to yourself, right? Dying to your desires, dying to yeah, all kinds of things. Yeah. So I think I think to do simplicity well means to have an attitude that's willing to sacrifice your. Yep. Uh, your attachment to things. And that's not an easy, that's not an easy thing to do no. you know, at all, no. especially when it's like, especially when you have things that like truly grab your attention and, you know, bring you to the Lord and bring you fulfillment and bring you like, I think it's very easy to, to walk kind of this tip. Very easy, very easy to fall into a mindset of, well, this thing brings me life and it, you know, satisfies me. Yeah. And to stop there and to not let it, like, go beyond and say, well, this is actually just, like, a piece of heaven that I get to sort of experience. And thank you, Lord, for this experience. Um, Thank you, Lord, for this gift. And then, you know, allowing it to sort of come in and leave your life as it yeah. as it does. It's very Job, like yeah. the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed yeah. be the name of the Lord.
0: Yeah, I was just talking the other day to my sister Lily. Shout out to Lily. Hi, Lily. And um and I was talking about I was talking about how it, she sent me a quote actually a while ago from Hansers von Balthasar, mm. And I'm Classic. I don't know the quote exactly, but it says that uh, the, the infinite does not long for the heights. It longs for the depths. Mm. It hungers for the abyss.
1: And it's very Balthazar. It's very Balthazar. I love it. Yeah. It's so
0: good. I know. I love it. But so I was talking about like a lot of times when we run into things that are kind of hard. So, for example, like a, a disordered attachment to something, to a thing. Our, our reactionary trying to become holy can be to, to back up, to, to low, kind of like lower down say, okay, no, no, I have to step away from this. I have to get back. Hmm. But depth is usually more what is required than stepping away. It's like, okay, well, why am I attached to this? What is good about this? Yeah, because when we just when we just reject and like uh, like first of all there we're you know if there is something good there then God wants to use that to get us deeper, hmm. closer to Him. But like also, like we it's it's just so I don't know if I want to say unnatural, but like we we won't we don't want to step back, but we're telling ourselves this is what we have to do. Yeah, and yet like what we really have to do is go deeper. You go beyond into the abyss. Mm. Um, yeah. I like the Balthazar. Yeah. Good old Balthazar. He knows All about old. the depths. All about the depths. All about And the I think depths. it's so true. Like we we don't need a more surface level life that Yeah. We need a deeper life where everything can can be taken up into infinity.
1: So I guess to To summarize what we have. So simplicity is mistakenly only related to poverty. Rather, our proposal, I guess, is that simplicity is something more relational and that we prioritize God above everything else. uh, And in that context, everything else has its sort of or finds its meaning mm-hmm, or its mm-hmm. place, maybe. Yep. Um, and so simplicity is really the act of living a well ordered life, yep. life where you are both attached and detached appropriately. Yeah. It was a lot of words. Good words though. Great summary. Wow.
0: So what do uh what do we what's the question we want to leave our dear listeners with?
1: What does the call to simplicity look like in your life? Hmm. Do you think you could live up to the question of are you living a simple life? Hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, That's good. That's very good. That was right off the top of the old dome piece. Oh,
0: good. (laughs) The old dome piece. All righty. Uh, well, that, I, I, I'm not going to add to that. That's good. That,
1: well, There <laughs> you go. Yeah. Come on. Uh, I,
0: I was going to say, what are you overly attached to? But, you know, it's just well, kind that's of going in different directions. So, yeah, yeah. Practicality. put it on utilitarianism. Oh. We should. No, practicality can be good, too. All righty. Well, may all of your wanders be blessed.
1: God bless.